Hey y'all, one quick thing before we get started with the crush cast today. Today's guest is a former crush of mine from college. Um, we are still friends, but that said, anytime I interview one of my crushes, I'm always really, really nervous to talk about our former relationship. So um, just wanted to put that out there. If you hear a little bit of awkwardness, uh, that's just because I like to preserve the authenticity of our conversation. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll let you get back to it. Bye. and welcome to another episode of the just another crush podcast a podcast where we talk about our crushes um today i'm i'm really nervous and you guys know what that means that means i'm interviewing another crush so i'm i'm really really excited i'm surprised you actually agreed to do this um just because we haven't like spoken in person i think in like four years probably Um, But I'm I'm really happy to have you here. We had a good time like catching up for the first like 20 minutes um, before we started recording. So um, welcome to the pod, Matt. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> I, I was in Boston last week, so I'm sorry, but that that accent might slip out a bit. Actually, I think if you go to Boston once, it's a requirement that you use the accent for the remainder of the month that you visited. I mean, I do it even when I'm not in fucking Boston, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, you, I'm sure you made it out. Did you get like that big snowstorm? Were you here for that on the East Coast? Um, no. So it was actually when I was leaving Boston, that snowstorm was blowing through Chicago. And the day that I left Boston to go back home, like 50% of flights in and out of Chicago were canceled. But mine hit like right in the middle of everything, like when there was a bit of a lull. Yeah. So mine was one of the lucky flights that got to land at Midway. Oh my God. You are lucky. I've, I've never seen such a wild, like amount of snow get dumped on New York. And I wasn't even here for it. I was up in the Catskills for the weekend. Um, but yeah, anyway, we could talk about the weather or I could ask you, um, who are you? What do you do? And tell the people how we know each other. All right. So, uh, I'm mad. I think we've established that much already, but, um, During the day, I do accounting for a hedge fund, which is super, super exciting stuff. And that is so exciting that I need a hobby afterwards to, you know, kind of level myself out and do something a bit more boring. Uh, So mostly a musician in my spare time when I'm not, you know, keeping track of money for rich people. And uh, we know each other from college. Uh, We met at uh, Team No Feeve. Shout out to junior year of college. (laughs) God, that's what it was called. Yeah, that's that's where we met at, at Derek's house at Team No Feeve. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, and yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> I truly, totally forgot that's what it was called. And actually, when I was prep, quote unquote, prepping, I try not to like prep too much, so it feels like a real conversation when I talk to people. Um, when I was prepping for this, I had this like memory of like one of the times we were hanging out and. 
I was like, oh yeah, the first time we met was like at Derek's house and we were playing King's Cup or whatever with everybody. And then you were like, you you told me like, no, the first time we met was in Morrissey. You came over to my quad because you lived with this kid, Tim. And I had met Tim at a summer program and I felt so embarrassed. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Like sophomore year, I think yeah. you, you like came to my quad, but like, we didn't really, mm -hmm. we didn't officially like meet like, hi, I'm Matt. Like we didn't meet like that until team no fave, I think. No, a hundred percent. I just, I just like had a vivid memory before we were going to chat today. Just being like, oh my God, I, <laughs> I wow, always I ask people how we know each other. And this is just like, so reminiscent of probably one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me where I was like, yeah, we met at Derek's house and you're like, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, granted, I have the memory of an elephant. I think that's the animal people talk about when they talk about having good memories, but like, I just, I never like, I just remember things that nobody else remembers. And it's just like the most random little bits of information that I have no reason to remember at all. So that was just like one of those we're like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm like, oh no, we met last year, but there's no reason that I would remember that. I'm just that person. I felt really bad about it for a really long time. <laughs> and then you got to bad. know me and you're like, okay, I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. He's <laughs> just trolling me a little bit. It's okay. Um, I mean, so we knew each other in college. So this was uh, actually five years ago at this point. I don't know if you saw, but our five-year reunion is canceled. Who's surprised? Well, it's virtual, but like, who's surprised? Um, Those would be really small blocks on the uh, on Zoom screen. <laughs> I mean, that's presuming everybody would want to go. That's also true. Yeah, I, I honestly spend too much time years. looking at a screen. I'm not, I don't intend on doing that. Holy crap, five years. Jesus. Let that sink in. Just revel it's, in it's, it. it's sinking and it hurts. <laughs> I just, my, my sister is like five years younger than me. So she's in her senior year of college right now. And she was like, oh my God, you're so old. And I was like, yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> it hurts. You're like, you're like uh, Adam Sandler and Billy Madison when he grabs the kid's face. He's like, stay here. Stay <laughs> as long as you can. Cherish it literally exactly that like that <laughs> it is just like oh my god you're you'll be fine i mean i will say i i don't consider college like the heyday of my life but it was definitely definitely a good time oh that that it definitely was yeah i, I would agree with that statement i mean speaking of college like what do you remember the most about me or about like our situationship at that time um so about our situationship i guess i'll add a little bit more context but um what i remember most is just like the weird conversations that we would get into also where it's like you know we would do one thing but then after that like we knew each other well enough to know that we could just talk about like really random stuff and we could just like start talking and the conversation would just take whatever turn it was going to take which is cool because the way my brain works i don't really meet many people like that mm. so I just thought it was cool that, you know, like we would just like start talking for hours. I, I also like actually really, really appreciated that. Like I, I feel like a lot of times I float through life as like a secret little weirdo. Like I can present as like a really cool person, but like not really an actually cool person. <laughs> it's just like a little weirdo. And so it was nice to have someone to be like, oh, this is someone who's like, 
not going to judge me or we can just talk about whatever. And like, I, I don't know. I felt very comforted whenever we were hanging out, like to the point that like, I don't know. I feel like I would just like tell you shit and you would just be like, yeah, you're thinking too much about it. And I don't think that's something that like other people like really have the comfortability to say, honestly. Oh yeah. We, we would have those conversations a lot where you'd be like, I feel like I'm overthinking this. I really need you to like, you know, help me like give me a definitive answer and just kind of like talk me down. I remember we would have those conversations. I mean, they were great. I mean, I, like I said, just like a little weirdo floating around and I was like, okay, this is someone who like, regardless of whatever circumstance that we're in, um, I know we're always going to have an honest conversation and like a, a good conversation, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I've also appreciated just like over the years of, as we've like sparingly, but kept in touch every now and again. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, we have the type of relationship where whenever we do talk again, there's like the short little, Hey, what have you been up to? But it never feels like it's been that long since we've spoken to each other. Like it always kind of feels like we just pick up like right where we left off the last time. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of the, like, for, for a long time, I like prided myself on someone who could like stay friends with exes. Um, But I think a lot of the time it's been like in lip service of like, oh, we're friendly, but I don't talk to them ever again. Like it just like ended and now it's over. But like, I even feel like now, like if you were in New York and like, were if you were like hitting me up because you were just looking for something to do, like, do you want to grab a drink? I'd be like, hell yeah. I mean, maybe not now because like COVID, but like, I, I don't think of you as someone who I would like pay lip service to the relationship that we have. Like, it's just like, oh, there's this genuine care and concern there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely think that we've demonstrated that after, cause like college, we would see each other like all the time. Oh yeah. But like now, obviously we, I mean, yeah, I think the last time we may have seen each other was like the USC game in like 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like even so we still, yeah, like we, we still keep in touch. We still talk like regularly enough. I mean, I, I think I talked to you more than I talked to some of my other friends from college. Likewise. Like, you know, I, I think there, I, I think a lot about like our situationship is something that like in college, whatever it was, was like very special to me and very like, very private, but like very special. Yeah. I, it, it was kind of like, <laughs> I remember there, there was one day where I was like walking past you on the quad and I looked up and I saw you and I like waved or something and you just didn't say anything. And I was like, what just happened? And then I talked oh, to you about no. it later and you were like, I'm sorry. I was so like up in my own head that I didn't even like realize it was you, <laughs> that I didn't even realize you were walking past me. I'm like, don't worry about it. I totally get that. It happens, it happens to me all the time. Oh God. <laughs> Passamani, why were you such an asshole? <laughs> I mean, that's, that, not, that's not what I said. I But like, that is such asshole behavior. Like I, I feel like, um, I mean, I, I, you know, this, like I spent a lot of time in college, just like obsessing over literally everything that didn't matter and probably not thinking enough about the things that did matter to be perfectly honest. Um, that's everyone in college. That's like every 21 year old ever. Right. But like, that doesn't give you the right to like, not wave it. I remember you bringing that up actually. <laughs> like, so I like a couple of weeks later and I was like, you were like, yeah, you just didn't say hi. And I was like, 
Oh man, I'm a dick. I, <laughs> that was so rude, and I felt I felt so bad about that too. <laughs> uh, but you know, it is what it is. It you know, I I would never do that again or no, today. Okay. I'll, I I will hold you to that. I mean, I, I look. We live and we learn. Um, I think one of the interesting things about our like whole situationship, like we were involved over a period of years. And I think only one time did I, at least I like come to you and say like, Hey, you know, I, I have a crush on you. And like, at that time, your response to me was like, I'm, I'm seeing someone. I think, I think this is how this went down and correct me if I'm wrong. Keep me honest. Um, at that did you know I had a crush on you? Um, I know it had like come up in conversation, but I also knew that, you know, like I, I thought at least I was very like upfront about what my intentions were, like the nature of it. So I just like, I may have known, but at the same time, I tried to be very forthcoming and like not deceiving, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, I don't remember being upset by it. Like by you being like, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like we, we kept the relationship going as it was, so. Um, well, I don't think it, I think we took a break. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Um, you know, remember it, it might've been an instance of, I mean, this is just how weird I was in college. Um, but I think it may have been an instance of like, I was visiting somebody and I met someone there and I thought it was going to go somewhere. And then we talked for like a week and then she just like disappeared. So it was like past me would always just be very quick. Like if I met someone and it started going well, right off the bat, my brain would just be like, Oh, okay. This is just going to be a thing now. Mm. And then like right after I would meet that person, I would just lock myself down and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm with someone right now. And then it would mm -hmm. fall apart like a week later. I mean, that might have been what happened. I just remember like, because I, I, that would have been like first semester, I think first semester junior year, because I, I think remember it, being abroad after. Oh, so it was junior year. I think so. Because I just, I remember like not being upset by it, like not sad, but I also remember being like, all right, well, screw you time to go flirt with somebody else <laughs> like and like, that's the appropriate like, response <laughs> yeah, just like a super super hard pivot and i was like all right whatever and then like i know i went abroad so like obviously like i was not involved with uh that's not true but i like wasn't interested in anybody abroad <laughs> by and large broadly speaking um and then came back and we kind of resumed our situation ship from there um which honestly fine with me but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, I think it's really interesting. Cause like, again, like we, we were involved for a period of years. There was only one moment where I was like, oh, I think I have feelings for this person. And yet like our, our relationship maintained like a level of, of such a level of candor that like my feelings weren't hurt. I was able to move on. And then we were also able to like continue our same exact not exact relationship, but like friendship for a period and then be involved again later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I mean, honestly, I would say high five us because how many times have you heard of that actually working? <laughs> Literally never. 
literally never. I, I truly, truly, I um, was dating this guy last year and he, <laughs> I, I rue the day he ever actually listens to the pod, but like we were friends before friends ish beforehand dated and then he dumped me and now I just sit over here secretly angry but I don't think he knows that I'm secretly angry yeah if he listens to this I think he's gonna know you're talking about him and he's also gonna like it's it's not gonna be a secret anymore jokes jokes on him um I dated two guys last year so it could be one of two ah all right hmm. guessing game yeah <laughs> totally fine um so tell me a little bit about like your current status like are you dating people um are you i don't think you're married but <laughs> um not as far as i know no mm, mm. uh no i mean it's been like it's it's been a weird year that's for sure so no i mean i'm uh I haven't really been doing much of anything, especially because I can't like get out and see anybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before we started recording, I'm actually going to be moving uh, this year. So, um, yeah, also over the past couple of years, without getting into too much detail, but I kind of went through a big like life changing experience, kind of like right at the end of 2018, mm -hmm. beginning of 2019. And I was kind of not in the best place for a while. And I realized that one, like basically how I was trying to overcompensate for that was I was trying to find a relationship because in my head, I was like, oh, well, once I find a relationship, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And I now look back on that and see how flawed that logic is. Now I'm, now I'm of the mindset. If you're not happy with yourself, you like, if you don't have any happiness within yourself, you can't share any with anybody else or like nobody else can make you happy. Um, so after that whole thing, I kind of just went into a state of, I'm not looking for it, but I'm also not, not looking for it. If I meet someone and it happens fine. Um, but up to this point, I mean, I haven't really just over the past couple of years, I've just been mostly focused on like bettering myself, making my own life, what I want it to be. And if someone comes along while I'm doing that, then great. Cause the best things come along when you're not looking for it. Mm -hmm. kind of a very like long roundabout drawn out answer to your question but short answer no not right now i mean it's a, it's a great answer mostly because like while i was listening to you talk i was like this is this is fascinating because when we were in school together and even like just after school like whenever we keep in touch i i always felt like you were dating somebody like there was always somebody on the horizon and so it's, to me this is like a different lens and to like view you and how you view your relationships it's like a totally different person yeah because back then i was always looking for somebody mm -hmm. and well that's probably the reason that <laughs> every potential relationship failed mm -hmm. and you're also a big like organic dater like i feel elaborate like, <laughs> yeah i feel like we've talked a lot about like not liking apps and i feel like every time i've talked to you you've always met someone at like a show that you were doing or a show that you went to or a group that you joined on like a, like a interest group that you joined on facebook or something like that mm -hmm. have you like like given that's been generally how you've dated how has that either positively or negatively been changed with covid um it's um I don't know, it's kind of like I have people that I talk to, like, you know, 
through those groups and everything, but it's like everyone that I've met through there is kind of just like, um, uh, it's not really advancing now. It's like, I have my group of friends and I just kind of want to like, it's not getting any bigger, if that makes sense. I'm yeah. also just like, that's something I've been trying to do this past year is just like kick myself off social media because I realized I started to become way too dependent on it and it was becoming a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't been like negatively or positively impacted really. It's just like, um, it has helped through COVID though, because the nature of those relationships is like, these are just people that I know from other places and whether or not it's COVID or not COVID, the nature of our relationship and mostly being based through like phone calls and texting, that doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of nice to just like, that is one piece of normalcy that I've kind of kept throughout all of it. And it just, you know, right now when you don't have much to do, it's nice to just have people there to talk to. So, yeah. Did you, um, were you guilty of being one of the quarantine exes? Like month three of quarantine, I know it was very common for like, women receive just a lot of messages from a bunch of different guys being like, Hey, how's quarantine treating you? Uh, may have done that once or twice, <laughs> but yeah, I remember like I had last year in, in 20, Oh God, I can't even believe I forgot what last year was. Um, last year in 2020, I like set this goal to go on 52 dates, um, for the year. Like at the beginning of 2020, at the beginning of 2020, I was like, okay. I'm going to go on 52 <laughs> dates. Um, because I was at, I was in this place where I was just like convinced that like app dating just did not work for me. And then I was like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to actually give it a try. Um, 52 dates. We're going to give everybody a shot if I match with them. And like the first date's terrible. That's it. Right. And then like, if it's not terrible, let's try a second date, but like, you know, just really nonsensical stuff. And I remember like April, like late April, early May, which is like just an absurd time to be just like texting people out of the blue as well. Like it's almost spring, go flirt with somebody else. Like I like four or five different guys that I hadn't talked to in years were like, Hey, how are you? I was just thinking about you. And I had this theory that like, oh, maybe this, maybe the pandemic is like making men in general, or at least men, men in New York, reflect on themselves for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd put myself in that category because the only thing I'm ever doing is just being introspective and like analyzing yeah. myself. So and, like, if I did like text people like that, that I hadn't talked to in a long time, I didn't, you know, I didn't want it to be like, hey, I've been thinking about you. You know, <laughs> I, it was just kind of, Hey, we're all just kind of sitting here and nobody can do anything. I haven't talked to you in a while. So yeah. what's up? I mean, no, I, I think you're definitely in the like small group of men who had less than thirsty intentions. Um, I don't really know how to say that better, but like it was, it was very clear. Who, like, was talking oh to yeah. Subtlety <laughs> oftentimes just, you know, does not exist. <laughs> Which is wild because it's a text message. You have time to edit that thing. Yeah, think about it, mull it over. But no, most people just, um, I don't know if this is a great name to bring up, but as Louis C.K. once said, we just go right for the top shelf with our words. We don't even think about what they mean anymore. Oh, Louis C.K. fallen from grace kicks. Um, so when in all of this like time in the pandemic and quarantine and um, 
after the experience that you mentioned at like the end of 2018, mm -hmm. um, have you thought a lot about, um, like, what have you, what have you thought just about like what you want your relationships to look like and how have you like come to that decision? Um, hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just starting to get to the point now because for a while I was at a point where, you know, I was kind of actively not looking where I realized like I'm perfectly happy with myself. Like for someone to come along and to talk me into being in a, into a relationship, they would have to be really special because I'm just like, I know I say I'm not not looking, but at the same time, I don't want to be in a relationship. Um, I'm just starting to get to the point now where I think I might be ready to actually like start looking for that. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's like, you look at yourself and you realize, damn, you're almost 30 years old. This is weird. Um, but I don't know. I just like, the way I put it for me is I'm too weird to be normal, but I'm also too normal to be weird. So, you know, kind of like we were saying with our conversations, like, I don't know if you can see it very well, but there's a freaking giant Star Wars Lego sitting behind me. Um, I actually can't see it. I was actually wondering what that was for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably can't see it very well in my purple light either. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's just like, for me, there are, there are a lot of layers that someone would have to get past that. I mean, you know, in all of my failed relationships, people just haven't been able to get past um but like some there's gonna need to be somebody who can put up with my sarcasm that's for sure um you know, like i was watching interstellar before this like somebody who can also get into really really deep conversations about black holes and the infinite possibilities of what lies at the um what lies at the singularity of a black hole or someone yeah. who can or somebody who can listen to me talk about how much i love the new zelda game like for hours but then at the same time we can also have like a professional conversation about like how is work today mm -hmm. so i guess it's something that like i know it's another very long answer but i just want something that it's like we would be friends first and foremost like not trying to force a relationship just to be in a relationship but it's like two people who are really good friends who share common interests who also happen to be like romantically interested in each other Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, I know that no relationship is perfect, but I just want to meet somebody that like, you know, it's not just we're attracted to each other. It has to be like, okay, I have a lot of stuff going on, like in my head. And I want you to be able to not only tolerate it, but like sharing that with me and be able to return it and tell me about all the stuff that's going on in your head, like that kind of intellectual connection. For sure. Um, and follow up question for you. Um, with a little bit of context behind it. So last last year as part of my 52 dates, I went on this date, a second date with this guy who during the second date told me that he doesn't believe that like, he doesn't believe in monogamy, not for reasons that like people who identify as poly don't believe in like monogamy, um, but for very like, what could only be described as like misogynistic reasons um, under the guise that like, uh, and then like under the umbrella of you cannot get everything from one person, which like is a, is a tenant of like polyamory, but he like manipulated it anyway. Um, when you talk about finding a partner who is your friend first, um, how do you, how do you balance that with like getting other social, personal, whatever needs, like professional needs met with other people in your life? 
Yeah, I mean, the guy that you were talking about, like you said, I think he was just uh, using a lot of um, philosophical rhetoric to cover up his intentions. But, um, you know, I mean, I don't think that no two people are exactly alike and no two people are going to be able to they're not going to be able to fit on everything. Like it's, Oh, if I have this piece and you have this piece, I have like the puzzle is never going to like fully fit, but I think that there are going to be people that check off a lot more boxes than other people do. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can also like, you can find one person that you share enough in common with that even when it comes to the things that you don't have in common, you can just kind of be like, okay, well, you know, like I said, no two people are exactly alike. Like we're not going to like all the same things. I think it just needs to be, I'll rephrase. It needs to be more of a similarity and like mentality and outlook on life than it does have to be like actual specific interests, if that makes sense. Um, I think, I think it does make a lot of sense. And I'll just use like our, our situation ship as like an example of that, like for all of the things that didn't work, I felt like we got along generally pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, I think we also both knew that like, mm, this probably isn't gonna work, <laughs> but like there, there was enough in common and like enough care that like, you know, five years after the fact of like, maybe, maybe he actually do this with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like here, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, one of the things that you also brought up was like really, really tailoring your social media use. Mm -hmm. um, I just really, really curious because we also never like exchanged phone numbers. Like I don't have your number in my phone. I was thinking about that. Like when I was, when I was eating before this and I texted you on Snapchat, like, Hey, I'm eating a lot. I'm like, Holy shit. We have never had each other's phone numbers. Ever. <laughs> Literally never. And I, I just find that like so funny. Um, but you know, you're tailing back your social media use and um, really like, cause you were getting like addicted to it um, and like really dependent on it when it becomes like how you were like just spending, I guess, spending time. Um, how do you think that that like reduction in social media has like influenced your time and like how you spend your time? So I'm going to bring up an interview that I was listening to not too long ago. Uh, you know who Eric Andre is, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was interviewing a guy named Mike Patton, who is the lead singer for um, a band called Faith No More. And he was being interviewed for the newest album for his other band, which is a band called Mr. Bungle. And their music is just as weird as it sounds. <laughs> but a point that they made that they made was that you know sometimes a lot of the time boredom breeds creation and these days i think part of the reason this is going on a bit of a tangent but it'll come back full circle like i think that most art these days like especially music is just awful and i think that a lot of it is um kids aren't really bored anymore nobody's really bored anymore because like eric andre was saying Every time I feel boredom, like start to seep in, it just turns into mm -hmm. like you, no one really just kind of like sits with their thoughts. Everyone just immediately starts scrolling Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. So during the quarantine, one of my biggest things was 
I wanted to like branch out into new artistic endeavors. Um, so I just like started, I started playing more video games, watching more music or watching more movies, listening to more music um, and just kind of taking all of that in and using it for inspiration. And I started writing like short stories also in addition mm -hmm. to continuing to write music. But I think getting off of social media has really, like it's forced me to actually do something with my time that I otherwise would have just spent like sitting there scrolling, whether it be reading or writing or like it's really, it's helped me start becoming more creative again. As, as long as I've known you, you've been like really, really, really into music. And yes. I think music is one of those. <laughs> that might be actually an understatement. I'm not entirely sure, but um, one of the one of the things that, at least for me, is like really intimately connected with like the people that I'm interested in is actually like, do we have a shared taste in music? Because um, mm -hmm. it says so much. Um, how do you how do you think about like your new found like output and creativity and influencing how you think about the partner that you choose like how do i think about what they would think about what i create or no just more about like how how important is creativity in that person that you're looking for i think um obviously like you're one person disconnecting from social media right like mm -hmm. i i there you know I, I work in tech i can tell you there are millions of other people who do not like oh yeah disconnect at the same pace. So like, as you're doing all of this self development and creativity, and mm -hmm. like, really, you've always been one for introspection, but now you've given yourself more time to it. Like, that might impact who you're actually interested in, because okay. there might not be someone who like not that there not that there wouldn't be someone but like, now your perspective on what's important to you is shifted a little bit. So how, yeah. how do you like, what do you make of that? Um, no, I mean, I agree. I think that um, <clears throat> in terms of creativity, like uh, with a person that I would meet that it would work, they wouldn't even need to necessarily like be someone who's creative in the sense of creating things themselves, but it needs, it would need to be somebody that can digest different forms of entertainment and art like have creativity in the sense that they can look at it and it can mean something to them. Like they can get the depth from it. Just somebody that I could say, Hey, I watched this movie. It was a really good movie. Like interstellar, for example, there's what you see on the surface. There's the, you know, dazzling, um, you know, the imagery and everything, but then there are all the concepts underneath. Right. For me, the creativity would need to be like, I would need to be with somebody that I could say, Hey, I noticed this was a theme throughout the movie. I want to talk about this. What do you think about this? What did you get from it? Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, I need someone who's going to be able to have that depth that can really dive into things like on that second level and talk about it and digest it and form an opinion on it. If that answers your question. It does. And I, I have a more generalized question for you. Um, okay. And then I, I think I need to move forward because I'm taking up a lot of time just like figuring out how to answer my questions. Um, so I just generally speaking, like, you know, we're both in our late twenties. Um, oh God. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, we're, you know, we're both in our late twenties and, you know, I think we're both like relationship minded people um, when it comes to like what we want, like out of the long term. 
And one of the things that kind of like keeps me up about like up late at night is that like I I may not find that person who understands like my weird, who understands that like sometimes I need to get up at three o'clock in the morning and just pluck at ukulele strings. Sometimes I <laughs> can't sleep because I just cannot do that. Do you ever worry that you will find some you won't find the person who matches your weird or understands your weird? Uh, I do sometimes, but you know, I, I also have to weigh that against like, you know, do I get lonely sometimes? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, am I a happy person with my own life? Also, yes. I, I think a lot of people, they put so much stock into meeting somebody that that is like, for a lot of people, it seems like the purpose of life is to meet someone else and, you know, everything else that follows from that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I do worry about it sometimes, but at the same time, I worry about a lot of things. Um, so I, I've thought that, you know, maybe I am too weird. Maybe it won't happen. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just going to keep living my life the way that I have been and just keep the key is finding things that make you happy just for yourself without somebody else. And I think a lot of people don't really know how to do that. And maybe that only works out for so long. I don't know, but I short answer, I do worry about it sometimes, but I try to just kind of push it to the back of my mind and not worry about it because I don't think I'm at the stage where I have to worry about it just yet either. I, yeah, that totally makes sense. Do you, we talked, you mentioned this a little bit earlier where you said, you know, you tend to be more on the introspective side. Mm -hmm. um, if you think about like friends from college or like your other friends that are like around their late twenties or whatever, do you think they're also thinking specifically like your male friends, like, do you think they're also thinking this in depth about their relationships and their partnerships at this time? Um, if they are, I don't think they'd ever admit it to anybody. Mm. Um, Cause I mean, the, this is something that everybody worries about, but you know, men especially are kind of less likely to, I mean, even give as much of an insight as I've just given right now into what's going on inside their own heads. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely think that a lot of people are thinking about it and worrying about it. This in depth, I'm not sure it may just stop at, oh, I just need to meet somebody without really, you know, giving any consideration to, you know, whether or not they're happy within their own lives. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely think a lot of people are thinking about it, especially at this age. One of the, I, I had, um, I don't know if you ever met Kevin, but he is, he's a delight. Um, and I recorded with Kevin like a month ago. Kevin. Ross. I don't know, maybe I'd know him if I saw him. Mom, you guys didn't live in the same dorm, so I would be surprised if you knew Kevin. Um, I, and I had him on the podcast, like, at this point, it would have been, like, by the time this comes out, it would have been, like, a couple months ago. Right. And um, one of the things he said is that, like, he doesn't talk about relationships with his male friends. Like, he doesn't talk about girls that he's interested in or women that he's interested in or anything like that. Mm -hmm. with his guy friends is that similar and that struck me like I, I don't know why I thought it wouldn't be true but I was kind of surprised to hear that it was um is that do you talk with your guy friends about like the people that you're interested in what you want in your relationships and all that kind of stuff as well yeah I mean I used to tell everybody all the time just because for some reason I had some compulsive need to do so well you were manifesting duh no <laughs> obviously uh I mean, like now I'll, I mean, I'll only really talk about it if I think it's like, um, 
if I think it's going to go somewhere, if it's worth bringing up. But I mean, again, for the last two years, there hasn't really been anything in that mm -hmm. vein anyway. But I've also just like, I used to be a lot more of an open book, whereas as the, the older I get, kind of the more like discerning I become with who I tell what. So at this point, yeah, like there are like there are some friends that I'll just get into like really deep conversations about it with. Um, and then there are others that I don't. And I also kind of tailor that based on how well I know each friend. I'm like, okay, this friend wants to have these conversations and this friend doesn't. So if given the opportunity, yes, I do. I just need to, you know, pick and choose my audience. Hmm. No, I think that's, that's interesting. I feel like, obviously I have a whole podcast where I talk to people about crashes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like obviously then they had talk about it a lot and it's, it's been interesting, especially to talk to you. Um, talk to like my guy friends around like their perspective because it's oftentimes vastly different um, than the women that I get to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, I've got two more questions for you and then okay. we're into the speed round. Are you ready? Oh, all right. Okay. What is the most embarrassing, funniest or weirdest thing you've done to get a crush to notice you? Oh boy. All right. Well, this is going back to like the very first one in like fourth grade. And this is kind of sets the stage for how awkward I was going to be for the rest of my life. Love it. Um, but I really liked this girl. And by really liked her, I mean, I was 10 years old. So, you know, whatever that means. Right. So I remember I was at recess and I had like, I was standing up by a fence because we just had recess in a parking lot. And they're like, there was an alley behind it and a fence. And I was standing by the fence and my friends like went and got her and they were like, Hey, Matt wants to talk to you. And I was just like sitting there shaking because I'm 10 years old. This has never happened before. So they bring her up and she's just kind of standing there looking at me like, what do you want? And 10 year old me, the first thing I can think of to say very, very quickly. So she could barely even understand me was I love you. And then I ran away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is so pure. Oh God. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I just said that out loud. Oh. oh no. I think that's so lovely and pure and just like oh. so innocent. It's like quintessential crush stuff. I love that. Oh, ten, grade school me. Grade school me. Have you talked to her since? Uh, no, I, I ran into her at a party in college and it was like, I liked her all throughout grade school. And then in eighth grade, my best friend actually ended up dating her. Mm. Um, it was just kind of one of those things like throughout grade school, I was just so awkward. Like I didn't know how to talk to her. Like I didn't really know how to, you know, kind of like we talked and we were friends, but I didn't quite know how to, you know, cross the threshold of like, hey, I like you. And now I'm not being a bumbling idiot about it. Yeah. Um, like I, I ran into her in, in college once. And, you know, now if I see her, like we just kind of, laugh about it it's funny now but no i haven't seen her like probably since freshman year of college wow i ooh. and obviously she knew that you had a crush on her because you told her and then aptly ran away yeah and then my friends mercilessly made fun of me for it like for the rest of fourth grade because like <laughs> my friends and i were very advanced 10 year olds and it's like you know, all guys give each other shit, but the level of shit that we gave each other at 10 years old was like far beyond our years. 
which is probably why we're all so emotionally calloused adults is because we had <laughs> gone through that as children. But I remember like <laughs> there was one point where this kid wrote her a letter saying that it was from me and it's just said, you are my lovebird, love Matt. And she got it and everyone started making fun of her and I felt really bad. And I was in front of like, I didn't write that. I swear to God, I didn't write that. And then one day she just walked up to my desk, looked down at me and just went, I hate you. And walked away no, and I'm like, no. yeah, I totally deserve that. Oh no. Wait, so who did write it? Just one of my friends who was screwing with me. He's like, oh, hey, look God. at this note I wrote her. I'm gonna give it to her and say it was from you. That, and I'm like, that, that, that's not even my handwriting. That's honestly, that to me would be the most embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, oh, no. again, like most 10 year olds are like, wait, boys like girls, that's a thing. But my friends were like, oh, he likes this girl and everyone knows it. Let's screw with him every second of every day. Oh, poor thing. Oh, poor fourth grade Matt. <laughs> with my Harry Potter glasses and my big head and my tube socks. I mean, that should have been a selling point, to be honest. Yeah, well. Probably Harry would Potter be now, is a but... star. I am wearing a Hogwarts sweatshirt as proof. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, she at least uh, has the utmost respect for the courage you had to say that you loved her. Probably some really <laughs> dramatic words, but I'm sure she appreciated it <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, All right, yeah, last so. question for you. All right. Ready? Yeah. Well, before the speed round, and then there's seven questions after that. Okay. Um, what is one thing about crushes, dating, or relationships that you are trying to learn or unlearn? Um, hmm. This could be several different answers, but um, I'll put it this way. So as you know, I'm a very logic-driven person mm -hmm. uh, to the point that a lot of times emotional responses just don't make any sense to me. Like people will respond to something emotionally. I'll be like, that doesn't compute. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, but something that I've really tried to, and I've had to tell other people this because, you know, there are people, there are girls that I've been friends with that have been interested in me that I just haven't been interested in back. And, you know, it, it has no bearing on them, but they would take it personally and be like, well, why don't you want me? I'm like, look, it's nothing personal. I just, don't feel that way about you. And that's what I'm getting at is when it comes to relationships and dating, there are a lot of things that logic and reason can explain. But what I'm trying to teach myself is that love is not one of those things. Mm. I can think about it logically enough to let logic tell me that this is something that logic just can't solve. Mm -hmm. It is just like purely emotional. It is emotion-based. Because there are girls that I've met that like on paper, logically, we would go really well together. But if you don't feel that way about somebody, you just don't feel that way about them. Right. So I've tried to really embrace that on my end as it pertains to other people, just, you know, so that I can explain that to them so they don't walk away from it hurt. But I've also tried to learn that for myself, where like if I like if I really like somebody and they don't like me back to not, you know, beat myself up about it and just tell yourself, you know, there are people that you're going to like that don't like you back. And if you try to explain the reasons why they don't or try to figure it out, you're going to drive yourself insane. Mm -hmm. 
Because at the end of the day, the answer might just be, for whatever reason, they just don't. And sometimes you need to just accept that answer, stop thinking about it, and walk away. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but like, it's fine. <laughs> I know I'll tell you, I'm laughing because one, you would really get along with my therapist in that regard. In the, I, I am a lot of people's therapists. That's the thing. <laughs> my I, the first time I talked to my therapist, I was like. I don't understand emotions. So clearly <laughs> I was like, I don't believe in emotions is what I told her. <laughs> and <laughs> at one point she was like, um, those are good for you. So <laughs> you should listen to them. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and I, I also remember one time when I distinctly told her that like, I just did not want to like this person. So I was just like going to stop liking them. And she was like, that's literally not how that works. So good luck. Um, yeah, like your logical brain, you wish with every yeah. fiber of your being like, I wish I could just think my way into not liking this person, but it just doesn't work that way. Literally never happens. I've, I've had to like, <laughs> I've had to like put people on ice before to be like, look, I just got to write these feelings out because I don't want to like you. I just like cannot talk to you. <laughs> I can't like, talk to you. I can't see you. I can't like do anything involving you for like a couple weeks and then we'll come back to this. I just <laughs> let it go. But like on the other hand too, like my therapist has also told me that like rejection is never personal. Like it's, it's never personal. Oftentimes like if you like someone and you tell them like that person feels good, it feels good to know that someone likes you. It's a good feeling. So it's mm -hmm. never about like y them rejecting you. It's about whatever other circumstances they have yeah. in their life. Like, And that's something else that I've tried to learn. Like, uh, you know, I've been ghosted a number of times and I used to just rack my brain over and over again. Like, mm -hmm. what did I do? What did I say? What is, like, you know, I, because I'm so introspective, I kept making it about me. Yeah. But then in an effort to kind of start looking out at the world and try to see through other people's eyes rather than just my perception of what they're thinking, you know, there are some people that I look back on it now and I'm like, well, you know, stop thinking about what you did. Think about maybe what's going on in their lives. Like it could have nothing to do with you. It could be past trauma that they're, you know, just kind of projecting onto you. It could just be a bad time and there's other stuff going on. Like it's, yeah. If I were going to give anybody advice when it comes to rejection, it would just be, don't take it personally, because if you do, you are going to destroy yourself. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's so real. Um, rejection can suck if you let it suck, but I don't, I think there's gotta be a healthier way for people to handle rejection and mm -hmm. like not internalize what it is. Like I, I got dumped like right after Christmas this last year oh but it was Sorry. fine oh my god no it's fine i oh okay, okay. The, the point of this story is like i hadn't been feeling it but i didn't want to like pull the plug over text because obviously COVID. i was going home for the month i wasn't going to see him mm -hmm. and so he like texted me saying that he wasn't interested in like continuing uh dating or whatever and never in my life that i felt like so like such a healthy like response to rejection where I like looked at the text, chuckled to myself and then went back to recording the episode I was recording for the podcast. Cause I was like, Oh, this very clearly isn't about me. And it, it felt good to own that. Yeah. You know? And in your head, you're probably like, thank God I wasn't the one to have to do it because after getting ghosted so many times, I thought that was the worst. 
But then I was talking to a woman for a couple of months that I realized like, I realized it wasn't going to go anywhere, Mm. but she didn't realize that. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, wow, I thought ghosted was bad. Getting ghosted was bad. I'm going to have to break her heart. And this feels like shit. (laughs) I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. If I let this go on any longer, I'm being an asshole. I mean, truly. Yeah. I, part of me is like, I'm at least in the past year, the two breakups that I had, very grateful that I was not the one who did it because yeah. I, it's so, it's so much harder. It is so much harder. So much harder. And like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, wow. It feels nice to be like, all right, that's over. I didn't have to <laughs> for it. I can just cry myself to sleep every time I feel lonely and we're good to go. We'll just keep moving on. Sweet. Ah, it's a new day. Wake it's up all refreshed. Dawn. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. And I'm feeling good. All right. Are you ready for the speed round? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, who is your celebrity crush? Uh, so I have two, if that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely Eva Mendez and Sofia Vergara. Mm. I, I'm obsessed with both of them. Great choices. Hey, me too. Um, biggest. <laughs> Sorry. That caught me off guard. <laughs> um, what's your biggest turnoff? Um, being so introspective and introverted, I need to have my space. So someone who just doesn't, um, who doesn't understand that and is always trying to get me, like, I'll open up if I want to, but there are sometimes I just need to like crawl up inside myself. Mm -hmm. And I, when I'm in that state, I don't like it when people pry, Mm -hmm. but lots of people feel the need to pry. So yeah, that's definitely a big one for me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, what's your dream date or your perfect meet cute? Uh, what's a meet cute? Ah, oh, I love being able to, you're the first person to ask a meet cute is like in a rom-com. He like, she's walking down the hallway and he bumps into her and she drops her papers and he helps pick her up. And then they fall in love after a series of hijinks, but the series of hijinks is optional. Oh, um, okay. Well, I'm not quite the hopeless romantic that I used to be, so so I'll go with that one. But um, I don't know, probably like because music means so much to me. And like you were saying earlier, I feel like I definitely put stock into people's tastes in music. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it would probably be going to a show, like going to a concert with somebody with an artist that we both enjoy. Because like for me, it's something that means so much to me that it's some, like, I always want to share anything that has to do with music for other people. Mm-hmm. So if there was like, if I met somebody that there was like a show that we both wanted to go see, you know, like dinner, go to the show and whatever else. But like, it's just something that's so personal and intimate for me that to be able to share that with somebody else would probably be, uh, yeah, that, that'd be my ideal. Well, then you're going to love the next question because it is, what is one song that makes you feel excited or hopeful about love? Oh boy. I might have to, uh, might have to skim through my library here. Please take all the time you need. I will cut out all of the extra space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, as you know, I don't exactly listen to music that's very like centered around love all that often but um no I don't know if it I don't know if this would necessarily make me feel like hopeful about love but it's a song that's about love that like it's mostly screaming but there is a lot of like there are 
there are a lot of melodic parts in it too mm -hmm. and just with the lyrics i think it's just a beautiful song but actually uh rose of sharon by kill switch engage I, I you know me i don't listen to metal so yeah i know and that's probably <laughs> like the first and last time anyone is going to reference kill switch engage on this podcast but yeah i don't know it's just like it's aggressive and more on the heavy side but like with the lyrics and everything built in i just think it's a beautiful song and it's about like it's about love so well i love that um this actually might be more your speed you might have a ready answer for this one what is one song on your breakup or love recovery playlist um so when i was a kid a big one was um what was it? And this is how angsty a teenager I was. Uh, it was Gone Forever by Three Days Grace. <laughs> I think you could basically put insert any song here by Three Days Grace and have the same effect. Uh, but in college, I think one that I listened to a lot is a song called Stronger by Trust Company. And, you know, the main line being... Um, I'm stronger now since you've gone away, since you went away. So, you know, just kind of like that pick me up, feel good rock song that's like up tempo and just makes me feel like, yeah, I don't need her. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Just, yeah. I was, I was a very angsty 14 year old. <laughs> um, what is the nicest thing anyone has done for you? Um, in terms of like, just in general or? Open interpretation. Um, well, as far as it relates to like, um, you know, somebody that I was talking to, especially because this was right in the midst of, you know, when I was getting ghosted all the time, but um, it was something that I was talking to. She lives out of state, but uh, my birthday was coming up. And, uh, you know, we, we had, we met through music so we definitely had that as a uh as a common interest but then she also knew that i was just like really into nerdy stuff so my birthday was coming up and for my birthday she sent me a t-shirt from like the band that we were both really into and then she just like sent me this whole package full of just like really nerdy stuff complete with like a chewbacca birthday card so it was just like, you know, to, just to me, especially at that time, since I had just been getting ghosted over and over again, just like mm -hmm. the fact that anybody would put that much thought into something to give to me like that, that, that really meant a lot. Oh, that's really nice. That's really sweet. Do you still have the Chewbacca birthday card? I do actually. I do. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> what a great gift. Girl, if you ever <laughs> listen to this, you did a good one. Um, last question. When do you think you will know you found the one? Um, another very broad question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, I guess kind of bringing everything full circle that we've talked about tonight, you know, just kind of, it, you need to have both things. You need to have the actual logical compatibility and then like the feeling also needs to be there. So I guess once I feel like both of those things have fallen into place, when I get to the point that I'm like, Hey, I, I really feel for this person. I really care for this person. And when it comes to just like being friends, I could just like talk to her forever, you know, just, and we had all those shared interests. So just kind of like when right brain meets left brain or what, or when brain meets heart and they both decide, yes, 
this is the person. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way I can put that. I beautifully articulated. Um, okay. I actually have, I forgot I added a question, but it's in the, the wrong different section. Um, I'm also very stressed to ask this question, but I also think I know the answer, but whatever, I'm going to stop word vomiting. Would you crush on me today? Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. Cause I think like I could, like, I didn't know what was going on in my head in college. Like I was just trying to kind of, um, you know, get a handle on my own brain. But I think like, especially kind of reflecting on everything that we were saying about a relationship in college I, and looking at it with, you know, new fresh eyes and really understanding the significance of it and like how unique it was. Cause when we were 21, I don't think we fully understood it, but now that we can look back, like it, you know, it's, it's much more concrete and makes a lot more sense. That actually shocks me because that was not the answer. <laughs> like oh yeah no the answer is no we live states away <laughs> well yeah i mean like there are a lot of other circumstances surrounding but you know in, in in a vacuum i'd say yes i i also like fully maintain that a crush is just like a temporary feeling of intimacy and i think we've kind of achieved that today so there we go um yeah <laughs> we did it um, is there anything you would want to promote or support on the pod today and let everybody know where to find it? Uh, not off the top of my head. I've kind of, I mean, I would just like plug my music endlessly, but I'm not really doing too much on that front these days. So, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, I'll, I'll be this guy and just promote everyone who's listening to this. If you are one of those people who is just kind of blindly looking for a relationship because you feel like you should, um, I'd say just kind of look at yourself first and try to be happy for yourself. Cause if you do that, then finding a relationship will probably be a lot easier. That might be the cheesiest thing I have ever said because I'm like promoting other people to try and do it just on a podcast, but what the hell? Well, and with that great advice, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'm sure we'll run into each other on campus again when we're, you know, allowed to go back on campus. Uh, or our nice virtual uh, five-year reunion with everybody's teeny tiny Zoom screen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Very excited for that. Can't wait. <laughs> Love it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Just Another Crush podcast with Amani Nicole Parker. You can find the Crushcast on Spotify or at justanothercrush.squarespace.com. At this point, I'll be telling people what they can look forward to in the next episode. At the point of recording this, I haven't actually interviewed my next guest. Thank God I'm like two and a half months out. So anyway, I'll see you guys in two weeks is normally the outro. Bye. It's just another crush.